Good morning, my loves. Happy Monday, and welcome back to another episode of the Abundantly You podcast. True to form, I'm in the car again, recording. That worked really well last week and was a lot of fun, so we're back at it. I'm on my way to work, and I have a story that I wanted to share with you guys. So I hope that your week is off to a beautiful start. I also hope that for any of you that celebrate Easter, that you had a lovely, wonderful, magical Easter with all of those you hold dear. And this time of year, it's just like spring is in the air. I don't know about you guys, but when the sun is out, the snow is melting. Well, I live somewhere where there's snow. Maybe you don't. The birds are chirping like spring has finally sprung here in Minnesota, and I could not be happier. I truly feel like this deep, dark veil has been lifted, and I feel like a new person. So I was reflecting yesterday. So yesterday was April 9th. It was Easter, Easter 2023, and I realized 10 years ago, it was Easter of 2013, that I had like this big kind of breakthrough moment, come to Jesus meeting, if you will, with myself. I was 21, about to turn 22 that summer. I was a junior in college. I was home for Easter. I remember seeing a picture of myself. I was like sitting at our dining room table. I think we were coloring eggs or cracking eggs or doing something Eastery like that. And I remember seeing the photo of myself and I like didn't even recognize myself. I had gained quite a lot of weight. I remember I was wearing my glasses. I had like a headband on and my face just looked like so puffy and I just looked and felt so uncomfortable because of how I felt like that is also how I perceived how I looked too. I looked at myself and I could just see and feel the discomfort of what it felt like to be living in that body and treating, more so treating my body the way that I was treating it, which was not taking care of it. And it makes me really sad to think about, I was really hard on myself and really thought that I just looked terrible. I was disgusted with my body. I was fed up. I was like, this just cannot be anymore. Like, I need to lose this weight. And I remember thinking, like, I can't go into my senior year of college still feeling this way. So I went on, I embarked on yet another diet and weight loss journey. And I will say it was, up until that point, the healthiest and kindest way that I had lost weight in my, you know, short life up until then, right? I was 21 years old. But there was still this obsession with being thin and like, I just know I'm going to feel better once I'm thin. Now, like I always say, losing weight will fix what losing weight can fix. So I did go on to lose quite a bit of weight and I didn't weigh myself during that time, which was for me a really healthy move for my relationship with myself and my body and just my mental health in general. Um... I lost quite a bit of weight. I don't know exactly how much, but I was feeling so much better. So, like, the pain in my knees was all but eliminated, right? Like, um, my legs didn't rub together so much when I walked. So, like, wearing skirts or dresses was more comfortable. Um, it was easier to, like just move my body in general, right? Like sitting in certain positions or chairs was way easier. Like all of those things, that's something that weight loss can fix, right? Weight loss cannot fix 
feeling unworthy or feeling unloved or not feeling beautiful, right? So, it, I mean, it's been a long road in those 10 years, right? I remember thinking, I'm done with this. I'm going to lose the weight and then I'm just going to put it behind me and I'm not ever going to have to think about it again. Well, that didn't quite come to pass, but I have learned so much in that time and have really... I'm in the best place right now with my relationship to myself, my body, and food that I ever have been, and I am certainly not the thinnest or smallest that I ever have been. I would say I'm pretty damn fit, though. I mean, my endurance and strength is in a really good place, and I'm excited to just continue growing that. But the thing that I wanted to elaborate more on here, because I shared some of this story in a post that I posted yesterday on, on Easter. Um, at that time in my life, in 2013, junior in college, right, I, I did not give myself nearly enough grace and credit for everything that I was struggling with. So food was my comfort. It's how I coped with pretty much every emotion I had. I was a binge eater. I was an emotional eater. Um, and at that time, my family was going through a lot of struggle. My stepdad had left the family. He left multiple times. He was an alcoholic, is an alcoholic, um, is no longer in the picture, has not been since... Oh my God, maybe eight years. But this was one of the times that he left. It was not the final time. Um... He's also a very narcissistic person and just has no respect or care for other people. So as you can imagine, that's an incredibly toxic person to have in a family structure. So with me, my mom, and then my three other siblings. So at that time, I was in college, but when he left, I just felt this overwhelming draw and need and desire to come home every weekend. So I've been very fortunate in that I went to college a two and a half hour drive away from where I live. So, I mean, I got v very used to that drive. That might sound to some of you like a long drive, but it just was not a big deal to me. So every weekend I came home and I remember actually setting up my schedule in the spring to be like I had all my classes on Monday night and then Tuesday and Thursday. So I would come home on Thursday evenings and then I would leave on Monday mornings to go back to school to make it to my night class on Monday night. And then I would have three classes on Tuesday, a work day on Wednesday, three classes on Thursday, and then I would come home. And I did that for I think at least like a whole semester and it was a lot. I do not regret doing that. That felt to me like the best thing for my family and for me at that time, just being together and helping out where I could. Like a lot of it though, we just, we spent time together. I would bring homework home sometimes. Like I just felt like I just want to be with my family right now. That was really hard because obviously my main job was being a student and I just look back on that time and I'm like, I feel so proud of the person who I had to be to make that happen. That took a lot of strength. It took a lot of grit. It took a lot of determination. It took a lot of tenacity. And if at that time 
me using food as comfort was a way for me to get through that period of my life, I did what I had to do. Like, I survived it. My family survived it. We made it through. We're in such a better place now. But that was fucking hard. It was hard. It hurt. I wish that it would have been different, that circumstances would have been different, obviously, but that is how it went down. And so when I look back, it's like I just, I have so much more compassion and kindness for myself where it's like I see how hard of a time in my life that was. I see how that young woman was struggling and she turned to food for that. You know what? It happens. Now, I'm in a point in my life where it's like that's no longer a coping mechanism that feels good to me. That has outlived its usefulness. I've outgrown that. And I'm so grateful that that is my reality and that I've outgrown it. And I am I'm going on this beautiful journey. And like I'm in the, uh, the middle of this beautiful journey of healing my relationship with food and my body. It's incredible. But I just look back on that time and it's like, I wish I wasn't so mean to myself about, oh, you've gained all this weight, you look terrible, you're so unhealthy. It's like, look at everything I was holding. And at that time, taking care of myself was not, in that way, with exercise and intuitive eating, it was not a priority. It, I didn't have the bandwidth for it. Like, it just, that's just what my reality was. So I'm so grateful that that is changed for me now and that I now have such a kinder outlook when I look back on that 21 year old version of myself so I'm just reflecting on that was 10 years ago on Easter I was like something needs to change and it has been anything but a linear journey but I have truly released a lot of all-or-nothing thinking and unhelpful limiting beliefs specifically around my relationship to food and my body and what it means to take care of myself. So with that, of course, you guys know, if you've been listening, if you, you know, have seen my, my content on Instagram, I still have goals for... I mean, every area of my life, but specifically with my body and with food and with fitness. And I just wanted to share some of those because it's such a stark contrast to the goals that I had 10 years ago, which was just like lose as much weight as possible as quickly as possible. Pretty much was my goal. Like just release this excess weight because I was in a place of like, I hate where I am so much right now. I'm, I'm here for drastic change and I'm here for like it happening really fast. So like I always say, I deeply believe that you can prioritize healing, intuitive eating, like all of those really beautiful kind of soft skills, if you will, releasing restriction, releasing dieting, while still having a desire for change with your body, while still having a set standard or way of being that you hold yourself to when it comes to taking care of yourself. So I just wanted to peel the curtain back a little bit, honestly, um, and share that even though right now, like there's a lot of duality here because I think we think either I love where I am right now and I don't want to change or I hate where I am right now and I want to change. I love where I am right now and I still want to change. There's still excess weight that I'm carrying that I desire to release. And I love talking about it as like releasing weight because losing weight, like that's just something that I have heard so much about and said so many times in my life. And I recently heard someone share the perspective that loss 
just the concept of loss, the word loss, is very scary to us, to our brains and to our unconscious mind. It's like we don't want to lose things. So I just feel like releasing excess weight, physical and emotional, resonates with me so much more and feels safer and gentler and more what I'm actually about. So the thing that I'm doing differently this time is I don't have a set like number where it's like I have to release 50 pounds or 65 pounds or I have to weigh X amount. Now, I currently weigh over 200 pounds and for so much of my life, I mean, there was a time where I weighed like 315 pounds. So like the idea that my weight started with a three was so mortifying to me. And for a lot, most of my life, I also was like, there's an, I can't, my number, my weight on the scale can't start with a two. Like that's just so bad. I had all these stories about how terrible that was. I no longer believe that's terrible. However, I have felt for a very long time, like just this I can't even quite put my finger on it. It's almost like an intuitive draw or pull that, like, I can be in the 100s, or as we sometimes like to call it, wonderland, right? And still and be able to easily and healthily and, like, pleasurably maintain that weight. If it comes down to it, and that's actually not possible for me, and my weight starts with a 2, I will be okay with that. But I just have this feeling that that I'm just kind of meant to be there, 100-something, right? So literally I'm thinking like maybe between 165, that seems kind of low to me, but like between 165 and like 190, I really feel like there's a sweet spot in there that's meant for me. And so I am on this journey to see, like to see what it's all about and see what will be feel best for me and my body in the time of life that I'm in. So right now that would mean losing 50 plus pounds. Um, so we'll see, we will see where that goes, but I'm not holding myself to like, I have to get to this number or else I've failed because I've put myself in that situation so many times and it feels awful. I also am not holding myself to a specific size, like number in terms of size, Certainly not to a BMI, because no matter what I've ever weighed, weighed, I've always been at least in the overweight, if not obese or like morbidly obese category, to be honest. So BMI is not something that holds really any sway with me. Um, and then in terms of clothing, like, I, it's not like I have to be a size 10 or 12. Again, I feel like there have been times in my life where I've been like a size 14 and felt really good. So... 12, 14. I mean, all of the clothing too, it's like every brand has a different size, um, like a different size chart, right? So an extra large in one brand would be like a small in another brand. So I'm really not tied to that. It's really like how I want to feel. And I also have some aesthetic goals for my body too. Like it's okay to be like, I would love to build muscle, right? And have like a strong toned appearance as well as, like, all of the benefits that come with that, right? Which is, like, building the skeletal muscle mass and being strong and being able to, like, God forbid, if I fall, I'm not going to, like, break a bone super easily, right? So there's, they go so hand in hand, right? There are aesthetic things, and that gets to be okay. I shared, the photo I shared yesterday with my story 
this whole story that I, I am telling you guys, I made a post yesterday on Instagram and the picture that I shared, I'm wearing this beautiful, like corally orange dress that I just bought as part of like my spring and summer wardrobe refresh. I got it from this amazing brand called Riot Swim. I love, love, love their one pieces. They're so beautiful. And then this dress just called to me. So it's an orange corally dress. It's kind of like a swimsuity material. It's like silky and has like this beautiful compression. It's got a V-neck. It's sleeveless, like a tank style. It's a maxi. It has a slit like up to the knee on one side. It's gorgeous, but it's very, very form fitting. And I have, I carry weight in my lower stomach. That's kind of one of the areas where I like hold excess weight. And when I gain weight, that lower stomach area gets larger. And so specifically like on my hips, I don't even really know what to call it. Like the other day I was talking about it on stories. I'm like, I have these two poochy Audi like rolls on my lower stomach and hips. And I love, love, love all of the like high cut swimsuit cuts and trends and fashion that's happening right now. And I've been really frustrated with myself and holding myself back because I'm like, that's not going to look good on me because it's going to just showcase that lower stomach hip pooch area that I really, I, I don't love how that looks and I don't love how it feels. So one of the things that, keyword one of the things that I'm excited about as I continue to release excess weight and letting that be a byproduct of how I am treating myself, which is with love and grace and compassion and caring for myself because I deserve to, investing in my short-term and long-term health, like that is the foundation upon which all of this is based. But part of it is, yes, I'm excited for that area to shrink, right? As I release excess weight, it'll release from all areas of my body, and I can't control from where or how much or how fast it happens. But I'm excited for that because I just aesthetically think that's going to look and feel better. And I'm not afraid anymore to say that. And it's not coming from a place of hate. Like I truly do love and appreciate my body so much right now, but I'm also really excited to see where I can go and land in a spot, like a weight and a place with my body that I feel really confident, comfortable, and healthy in, and that I can maintain with ease, right? Not that it's always going to be easy, right? But, but not where I need to obsess and count every calorie. I don't even do that now or like be working out excessively, right? It needs to be like, it needs to fit into my life. My body needs to fit into my life. My life is not going to be fitting into, or into or around maintaining a body that I feel is quote unquote best, right? It's not like I just can't spend the rest of my life obsessing over it. I won't. I refuse to. There's way too much beautiful life to live and experience to be like constantly worried about, oh my God, I can't eat this or I have to work out for 90 minutes a day. Like, no. So this is just the sign that you may be needing if you're like, oh my God, I really want to change my body, but I also want to love my body. You get to do both. It is such a lie that we can't do both. And so I also don't share like my data or numbers as a way to be like, you have to think or be the same way. Like we are all so different, different metabolisms, different body types, we're different heights. We carry our weight in different ways. Like I'm five, seven. So I'm a little on the taller side for a woman. So like my 
healthy weight, what that means for me is going to be so different than for my babes who are 5'10 or 4'10 or anywhere in between. And even then, someone who's 5'7 and weighs the exact same that I do, we carry our weight in such different ways. So this is not to be like you have to compare yourself to me. But I just wanted to share because I always appreciate when people are transparent and share some of their data and then their decision making behind that data and how those numbers make them feel or don't make them feel. Like I no longer am ruled by numbers or data because truly that's all they are is data. They show patterns, they tell a bit of a story, but we get to assign the meaning that we have with that right so like if your weight starts with a two like I used to think oh my god that's like football players like NFL players who are like linebackers they're six five and 240 pounds like that I that can't be me like they're so much taller than me like ugh, like I need to be small and ladylike and I'm like fuck that Fuck that. There's nothing wrong with having your weight start with a two, right? But for me, I just feel like there's a sweet spot for me in the high 100s that I, I'm going after. Like, I want to experience that. And I get to pivot and collect data and see how I feel and go from there, right? But I just feel like I'm doing myself a disservice if I'm like, no, I have to just be content with where I am. It gets to be both. It gets to be the duality. We live in an abundant universe where many, many things get to be true. As in, we get to love ourselves and approach change from a place of so much desire and excitement and love and appreciation and gratitude for ourselves. So I hope that that message resonated with you. I love you so much. Again, happy spring for all of you who listen in the Northern Hemisphere. It is springtime. I'm so excited. I'm just looking out and there's the snow is melting so much. We still have some really large piles, but it's happening. It's a new season of rebirth and I'm feeling it and I'm so grateful. I love you all so, so much and I can't wait to chat with you on next week's episode. Until then, I'm sending you a big hug and so, so much love.